The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Down in my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Good afternoon, good afternoon. We're here with the Eagles Beat Report, and uh, I'm here with Evan Hollywood Hearn, and our, our, our special guest today is Chris Franklin from NJ.com. Uh, we like to, we like to call you the, the new guy on the block. I mean, you were, you know, you, you know, I heard you have an album, uh, cover coming out. Did you oh. know about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> new kid on the block. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you know, step by step, you know, I just try to go ahead and make sure I, uh, get the information out there for, oh gosh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. I'll bring that up for you with that. Great. Oh, uh, great. But you know, it's it's weird because I mean, you you've you know seen a pandemic season. You've seen and uh, you know social unrest. You've seen a franchise quarterback shipped out of town, and you've seen a QB controversy all in your first year. Uh, you know, let you know the great Les Bowen is is moved on. Paul Domowich has moved on. And Chris Franklin in the building. Uh, how are you doing and how are you feeling? I still can't believe I'm where I'm at right now, to be honest. It, it's it's amazing when you see the amount of talent that's in that in that media room. I mean, you mentioned Les, you mentioned Paul. I mean, you got Jeff McClain, you got Jimmy Kemps, you got all these guys, and you still just read their stuff online, and all of a sudden you find yourself in there and conversing and you're watching the same stuff up close is it's 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 still a surreal feeling and you look at just what happened over that year i mean you can only say it goes up from here because uh it it was a lot thrown in that first year i mean the way we covered it with the zooms and trying to get stuff in a a wholly in a whole different way it was it, it was a unique experience but you take like the players say, you uh, you learn from your experiences and you go on from here. It's you really truly do, and uh, I'm looking forward to this season and hopefully seasons beyond. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, like right. as Gail said, you started in such a weird time with the pandemic, the transition. We honestly thought for the past few years that Carson Wentz was going to be our guy for years to come, <laughs> and while like the jury is still out on uh, on Jalen Hurts's early career. Um do you think the fans should be excited for his future or do you think that this is something that is realistically going to be more short-lived with all of the Deshaun Watson rumors that are now budding and out there or and did we just have that transition to Jalen Hurts and it was so nice to see a quarterback that was competent. Uh did we get too excited about Jalen or uh are fans uh should they get excited about something real? I think Jalen Hurts will surprise a lot of people this season. And and I say this looking at the person who he likes to emulate. One person, the one player quarterback he said he likes to emulate is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the first four games of Russell Wilson's career, and you compare it to the first four games of Jalen Hurts' career, they're eerily similar. 
And Hurts is going to have had a full off season. He got used to his receivers. He's got another one, Devonta Smith, who he's already familiar with. And I, he's got the intangibles. I just look at everything that he brings and the potential system that the Eagles are going to implore. And it just, it just seems like it's the right fit. And I know that all the stuff's out there about Deshaun Watson, but I'll, I'll say this, the caveat, if, if he finishes and the offense finishes somewhere in like the mid range, 15th average, I think the Eagles should move forward with him and use those draft picks to help him build. Cause I, I think he can be a special guy in the city. I mean, it's all about the, it's all about that, that the draft picks, um, like gold bullion. I'm like, you want to keep those? And I mean, I, I get questions from fans all the time. They're like, is this going to happen? If this case clears, is it going to happen? I'm like, I can't, I can't uh, count Howie out because he's he likes to come off the top rope with some some moves, and that would be that would be a shocker. I mean, uh, I, I, we we know the talent that Deshaun Watson has, but you know the some of that off field stuff could, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, it could there there'd be mixed motions between the fans. I yeah, think. There, yeah, there's a, it's a city. I mean, you look back at the history of the Eagles when you have Michael Vick coming back. I mean, I know they're two completely separate things, but. He was coming with a lot of heat on him for what happened in his past. And you cannot downplay these allegations. They're extremely serious. And the volume of these allegations, the the sheer number of them are extremely concerning. Mm -hmm. I still, even if there's a settlement today and the commissioner says, no, he's available to play and Eagles have this, I still will give Jalen Hurts that year to prove himself. And, We've seen what's happened this offseason. I mean, names like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson all of a sudden popped up. Who knows who pops up next year? So if Hertz does not play well, you there could be somebody who we're not who's not even on the radar right now pops up and is available. You can put insert him as QB one. So I Deshaun Watson's a top five talent. Top 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 ten for sure, top five. But I just think right now there's just too much baggage to bring him into this team, especially with a new new coaching staff. Maybe, maybe a discount, a discount double check, maybe. Oh, <laughs> I, I, if I, if the receivers prove themselves to be what they are capable of, maybe I'd still I'd rather either go through the draft or let them build that way instead of running for like a couple of years. But I, if all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers says, "Hey, Mr. Laurie, Mr. Roseman, I want to play with you guys," I mean, I'm, I'm not turning it, t- turn that off for now. I'm not doing it person, but who knows? Yeah, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to be loyal to Jalen right now. I just bought, I bought a McFarlane uh, custom Jalen Hurts off of eBay. I don't, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> nice. Spent about seventy dollars on it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna rep for this season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it down. Uh, but um, now you wrote an article uh, talking about analysts being split on who will have the better three year stretch. Went to Hurts. Uh, what? What's your feeling on the cost of Carson last year? Will he rebound in Indy? And was it the right thing for Philly uh, to do? I think it was time. And I I think this season he, he's going to rebound. And he'll do – I think he'll do well under Frank Wright long term. I mean, with everything else we've seen with his history here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. it's going to come down to if he remains healthy enough. That, that's going to be the key thing. I think Hertz has a big upside. That completion percentage of fifty-two percent, I think, is going to improve a lot better. And you'll, I think, you'll see in sixties range itself with him. And I think his future is brighter than I think. I personally think his future is brighter than Wentz. I mean, Wentz looked shell shocked 
toward the end of this last year. And it, 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 it for the life of me, I still remember that Giants game when they were up and up at the MetLife and how he was holding the ball. There was guys breaking open, Jeffries were breaking open, guys breaking up the middle. He just looked up, looked at them and then tried to dump it off. And when they were breaking open, I just little things like that and the adversity that they, it, he had issues facing adversity. I mean, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts beat him out, and you want to give the guy who – and he beat him out in a good competition, I thought. I mean, he pro- went to prove that he wasn't good in that area. So I think over time, Hurts is going to have I, – personally, I think Hurts is going to have a better three-year stretch down the line. Uh, and just building off that question, um, last year when you were fi- like covering the Eagles, what was the moment in your mind uh, when you like realized like Carson just doesn't have it? like this year i think it was that dallas cowboys game mm-hmm. when, when you saw a ball kept going on the ground when he was hitting home the ball kept going on the ground he was missing a lot of receivers it, that was the red light like the uh-oh and i personally i i thought like you know at, at every point i was like all right he's gonna shake out of this but yeah that was a true thing. uh-oh moment it's like what's going what's going on here what, what's this disconnect and we saw some past seasons where he struggled early on, and all of a sudden he go on a late stretch, and that never materialized. And yep. I agree with Peterson. He, he, it was time for him to see what he had. I mean, four wins and still can't win in, in a division that was that bad, and you still couldn't make the playoffs. It, it was unfortunately it was time, and it, it was I mean, just rough to see. And it's where you see you always hear Dak versus Wentz, but that that game it was uh, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> yeah, Wentz. Of all and I was it's like, not man, delivery, this guy, it's DiNucci. Oh, it's, it's, it, it sounded like a bootleg Italian, uh, you know, Bobo <laughs> brand that like, like Dunucci is like beating Wentz in the, in the first half. And I looked at those stats. I'm like, this cannot be real. It's not uh, delivery. But, it's Dunucci. And it was awful. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it, it was just bad overall. <laughs> it was, man. Uh, but just segueing from that, I mean, Carson was one of the leaders of this locker room, and now there's been a lot of uh, moving pieces in this offseason. So, I mean, you've got a, a closer team than a lot of other fans. Uh, who do you see as, like, budding and becoming the true leaders of this locker room now? Well, you have Hurts. I mean, he's garnered the respect of a lot of the guys guys in there. You still you still have your stalwarts. You still have Kelsey. You still have Graham. I think Lane Johnson's is a forward-facing guy, and there's a lot of guys who lead by example. And I think overall, Flet- I know Fletcher Cox is he he hasn't played up in some people's eyes to the standards he is, but I think he's still a leader. Still, he garners a lot of respect. You still have Rodney McLeod. Granted, he may be hurt, but he still has a voice in there, and guys respect him. So there's still a good core of leadership. Uh, leadership in there and i think when you look at the what the successful teams have they have it when you have the veteran guys and you have the young guys so one thing i thought that was very interesting that the eagles did with this draft class they got a bunch of team captains trying to get that leadership so you mesh that veteran leadership along with the young guys and they can learn to become leaders along the way seeing Mm -hmm. these guys and their own experiences i think that's only going to better the team as a whole sure interesting um I mean, I mean, a lot of people just had questions. Like you think about those, you know, you know, younger guys that like in, in this group. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I feel like a Devontae Smith. Like I think he already exudes that kind of leadership qualities. I think you know he's a he's a guy that uh he doesn't really he doesn't. I think he he'll lead by his actions. That's one thing I see in his game. Uh, you know, Slim Reaper could be uh, the real deal, but um. Now, who is someone on the team that we as fans aren't paying enough attention to? Who? I'll, I'll go rookie wise. I'll go Milton Williams. 
I really, wow. really like what this guy can potentially bring. I mean, the power, I mean, a lot was made about the spider chart and wow, look at his power. Well, when you get on the inside, if you can get a guard and you can drive him back right into the face of a quarterback and, and disrupt that pocket and disrupt the timing with the defensive ends that they have, such as Derek Barnett, when you look at Brandon Graham and now Ryan Kerrigan, you got guys like that coming to the edge and you have somebody pushing that pocket inside. It's crazy. So I think he's one um, staying on the defensive side. I think Sean Bradley, I think he's another guy who does really well. I don't think he's going to be like a starter, but I think he's a guy who can bring some, he brings, I like the, let's say the thump of the thud. I think he, he finds the ball very well. He moves sideline to sideline. I think he's good. And I think Quez Watkins on the offensive side, he, he's got a really good rapport with Jalen Hurts. Uh, we, we saw his agility, his, his ability to run after uh, yards after catch. I mean, that, that little spin drive was like one of the drills they had where you go around the hoop and uh, go finish complete route. I mean, the guy is fast. He He's agile. He's develop, he's a good route runner. And I think he's got that connection with Hurts. I think he's another guy that I think to watch out for, not only in training camp, but in the regular season. Yeah. Now, shout out to shout out to all the Eagle fans that are in the chat. They're all over, scattered all over the country. Um, sure. But I know uh, Chris was open to taking some questions uh, from the chat. Uh, one of the first ones uh, we have up on the on the on the map is uh, Stephen Puga. Uh, he says, uh, "Do you think JJ will improve with this new coaching staff?" Whew. I wouldn't count anything out. I mean, you have all Aaron Moorhead, I think is still a very good wide receivers coach. And you have Sirianni, who has experience as a wide receiver coach as well. I think it's going to come down to numbers. And you just look at that wide receiving core, Smith, Rager, Ward. And the guy who you hope that J.J. Arcega-Whiteside would have been is Travis Fogum. And I think right now Fogum has the inside track. Now, and the one thing I'm worried about, and, and this happened. <laughs> This has seen it happens every single year when it comes to him. You look at training camp and he comes in here and like, wow, he's catching things outside. And I remember last training camp, last year's training camp, you make this toe tapping catch in the back of the end zone. You're sitting like, wow, this guy's here. And then he just disappears in games. And I don't know what that disconnect is when it comes to practice and him performing on the field, but he has to find it soon. Cause if not, I think I, this might be the last season. It's, it's rough to see, especially with a guy you took in the second round. But he, I'm heard, not going to tell anybody that. I've heard people talk about Jay Jaw being, could they possibly cross train him to play tight end? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like at the yeah. last ditch effort. I, I just don't, I, I don't see it. Cause I'm worried about, I, I know you run the t- two tight end things and there's another guy's Jack Stoll. I think it's going to be very good too, but that's a different thing. But I, I, I the, the Eagles have tried using wide receivers, wide receiver guy, bill guys in that tight end. I just don't see him doing it. And that's a quick thing to learn. You have to line up to a tackle, know your blocking assignments, and then learn how to run a route. Oh, yeah, by the way, you got to do this in two weeks where you're going to lose your job. That's just a little – I, I just don't see – with him, I, I wouldn't do that for the sake of prote- pass protection, for the sake of uh, route running everything else. I just think he, uh, he's he's got to do it at wide receiver or else I think he's done. At the very least, has the umbrella not made an appearance at this training camp? I mean, the fans would be <laughs> up in arms if he if he's still blocking the sun out with that umbrella. I <laughs> I did, I, I hope I don't see it because I think I hope he's focused more on that football and hoping to bring in that in catching and bring in that in because that <laughs> is my fingers. He's got and that's the fury part. He has good hands and he's a decent enough route runner. He just has to put it together in a game yeah. because. It's like a lot of a wasted talent. You don't want to see that, especially you have a guy you thought was going to be a contributor in this receiving core. 
for sure. Now, uh, shout out to AJ Torres. Uh, he says, a- a- uh, which member of the coaching staff has surprised you most thus far and why? Hmm, that's tough. I, I like a, I like a lot. I'm sticking with Sirianni because I'll, I'll stick with the head coach because going in there, I, I for one, and I'll be honest, at first I had my questions about him coming in here. I, 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 and I'll be honest too, I questioned if he was the right guy for the job. I thought Deuce Daly or some of the other guys were that were available should have been the head coach. But slowly but surely you start hearing what the players, the Colts, his old Colts players said. You start to see – what the players here say. And then you see the way he's interacting and practices and how he's a stickler for the details. It's almost like when you hear Andy Reid, oh, he's a stickler for details. You want to see details. You see this guy, when he wants his routes run a specific way, he wants to see things done specifically his way and that interaction. He seems truly genuine. So for me, I think he's been the biggest surprise. He's turned my perception around a lot. And I think he – he could have success now. Granted, we don't know what his play calling style is, and we've never seen him call plays. But I think he's been the biggest surprise there. And, and if he gets that stuff down, I think this office could be pretty good. Like I don't like banana routes, right? I don't like the we're gonna roll into it. It's stick your foot in the ground and rip it. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, he's ready to rip it uh ryan so, uh, dens go ahead yeah I, I was just about to, i was just about to segue that he was, he was talking about we, we've been talking a lot of this offseason we feel like there's one piece that is really missing on this defense and that's the cb2 um uh, <laughs> yes. so what what is your thoughts a on uh like if we if howie has a trick up his sleeve whether or not he's going to pull something out and we'll get another cb2 before the season starts or and also what have you seen out of zach mcpherson has uh, he shown any promise so far? I think he's been all right in a limited amount of time. We got to see him on the field. I think he's okay. Um, I saw my reservations when it comes to the big, especially the Big 12 <laughs> defensive things because the Big 12 sees the defense as an elective. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's uh, – I think he has a future. I think he'd be all right. I worry about him being a rookie, being on the outside, especially in this division with all those wide receivers that are going to face. As for the other CB2s, a lot of it's predicated they're hamstrung on the salary cap. And mm-hmm. I know that those that tweet exchange between Darius Slay and Steven Nelson say, hey, like he wants like he's open to being here, but it comes to the money. And unless something happens with Zach Ertz all of a sudden, and then they free up the space that way, it, time is against their side. And I think they I think they're still they still have to find a CB2 because Maddox is a good corner on the inside. I still have a few questions when it comes to and playing on the outside, but it seems like this sure. coaching staff, if it has to come to it, they'll they'll play roll them out there if they have to. But I'd go somewhere else. Now everyone talks about uh you know the breakout player. Who's the who who who's your breakout player? Last year my breakout player was Josh Sweat. Um you know so last year we had Josh Sweat and Jordan Melata have breakout seasons. Who should be the next in line in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good one. See, there's there's a bunch of bunch of guys that I'm looking at. I think it's going to be on the defensive side. If I had gun to my head, I wouldn't be surprised if Davion Taylor shows that he's all right. If nice. and I put the, the asterisks, I put the asterisks if he's healthy enough. Because with him, I mean, with everything with Jim Schwartz's defense, the thing that they always said was linebackers and safeties are the toughest positions to play in his scheme. 
Well, you have a guy who's still getting acclimated not only to the NFL game, but to the football. He's athletically, athletically, he's really good. And I think if this scheme is simple enough and they put an emphasis on that, they said it early on, they want to make it easy for guys to just use their natural talents. And especially if you look at Jonathan Gannon, if he comes and uses the Zimmer school of the double A gaps and zone behind it. And I think if, he gets an opportunity to rush the passer. If he gets opportunity to display that speed and play in space, I think he could be very surprised. So I think Davion Taylor is a, uh, is a guy. And I think the one B Andre Dillard, uh, his mindset, he, he just seems like he's a different player uh, mentally. And when it comes to him, I think he could potentially be, he could make that left tackle, that left tackle battle. Very, very interesting. And, it's going to be close. <laughs> so close. so in, that, in that vein, do you think Ooh. that the left Ooh. tackle position is going to be the hardest uh, competition of the camp? Or like, what, what, what do you think be, position group-wise is going to be the biggest competitions? That, I think you think when you look at left tackle, that's going to be one. I think when you look at the uh, running back room, that's a crowded room right now. Yeah, yeah. A very, who's very the, who's the odd man out, do you think? I think Jordan Howard's the odd man out. Because when Kerryon Johnson was brought in, well, the one thing we used to hear all the time was Jordan Howard's a great pass-blocking guy. He's a great pass Well, Kerryon Johnson's a really good pass-blocking guy as well, too. I think Jordan Howard has that rep of he can't catch the ball. He can't. It's not that well of a receiver out the back, but I think he's still good. But I think Kerryon Johnson has that next level. He can do that. And when you look at Sanders, Boston Scott, I think the coaching staff still thinks highly of. When you look at Kenny Gainwell, who he's got some speed and just the thought of having Sanders and Gainwell on the field at the same time, one in the slot, one in the backfield and matching up against a linebacker. If I'm an offensive coordinator or quarterback, I'm looking there and salivating my chops on that. But yeah, those three Gainwell and unless Huntley becomes like the kick returner, they're going to, they're going to carry forward. And I think, I, I really think Howard's the, the odd man out on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that yeah, one. I, I think I um, if Carryon Johnson can bring the thunder and add that other element out of the backfield, you know, like it's, you know, it, it, you know, the comment that threw me off was when Jordan Howard was saying that he thought this might be his last hurrah when he, the phone wasn't really ringing. I was like, bro, like that's, I don't know if that's a good sign. Yeah, um, scary. Running back it's, it's scary. Crazy. It's crazy to think too. He's only like twenty six years old. You think Jordan Howard is like pushing thirty? He's yeah. still a young, young dude. Yeah, he's going all about run, running him to death. To me, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm like run, run him to death for five years to get another one. Yeah. <laughs> the Nick Saban, the Nick like, Saban uh, view of running backs. Yeah, <laughs> run, 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 like, run. Just use him to death and then get another one. Uh, I mean, speaking of another one, Kenny Gainwell, a guy that. You know, fell to us. Uh, I thought it was great value in the fifth round. Um, you know, Jimmy Smith asked, "How do you feel about Kenny Gainwell?" I I like him a lot. I I I, I like him. I, and we said this about Boston Scott. We said something, and everybody says Darren Sproles. Well, Gainwell's his own guy. He, he says he says himself, he's his own guy. But he has a lot of those same aspects that you saw in Sproles. You cannot not only line him back up. And just imagine. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking all these different options you can do with him just imagine the zone read with Hertz and Gainwell in the backfield you can run him out on a swing pass if he runs that Texas route on the inside matched up one-on-one if he finds a zone and you have him going to second third level guys trying to tackle him that speed he possesses you can line him up on the outside 
all these things, the versatility that Gainwell possesses is, is, is just crazy. And one thing I also like that he did is when it came to his zone running scheme, because Eagles like to run a lot of zone running, him on the stretch plays, I like that idea a lot. And that a guy who can put that one foot in the ground, sees the hole, put that one foot in the ground and just go, he has that. And the way this athletic, this offensive line is to get him out there. Oh, I forgot screens too. Forgot that. You can use that with him. He just there's so many aspect places in this office they can use him, and it's just he he has a good, a bright, very bright future with this team, and he, he could be a very exciting player this season to watch. Now, now, Mora from Facebook says, "I can't wait to see Kenny G out there." Uh, you know, I for one am loving <laughs> Kenny G as well. The smooth, sweet sounds of Kenny G. Oh, you can't goodness. be denied. Cannot be denied. <laughs> Um, if, if I hear it, just going up the know, field as he does that, or if they hey play man. that over speakers, just for touchdown, I'm done. <laughs> hey man, you know, you know. Uh, but uh, Murray has a, a hard hitting question. I'm not sure if you're ready for this. Would you win against Nick Sirianni and rocks paper scissors? That's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it next level. If it's the Big Bang Theory of rock paper scissors lizard Spock, I might have a shot at him with that. But I think he's played it. He's got the experience. Level. I'll, I'll do. I'll do NFL analysis. I think Mr. Sirianni has great experience using that. He likes to, his the analytics say he likes to throw rock or scissors a lot, and he'll be good. But I think overall, over time, I, I might have my moments. But I'll, I'll give the edge to Sirianni. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Evan, you good? I, I had one more question that AJ kind of brought up here and being that like I heard so many things about last year, the vibe was different, was weird before the season even started, uh, whether it was Zachert's contract dispute or just any of the little murmurs that were coming out of the locker room. So like, how does this vibe of this team differ from last year when you started? I think the main thing is there hasn't been any surprise injuries yet. So especially when it came to like Lane Johnson's ankle and some of the other stuff that popped up, I think you haven't seen that. And as of yet, and there's still training camp to go, but it just seems like there's that new, that, that newness, that new excitement. It's like you got this new car. You want to mm-hmm. try it out and see what you have. Just see. I think that that vibes a little more is, is a little more excited to see. Cause you don't, you haven't really truly seen everything that this offensive defense can do. And especially the defense, you, you don't know what that's going to be. So there's that excitement and that, unknown that's around there was like hey this is kind of interesting let's see what we have whereas i think last year you saw what doug peterson and that crew what they brought to the table and it the, even though i threw a few wrinkles here and there you're still pretty much knew what you were going to get now mm-hmm. i don't think anybody knew they were going to get four wins but for, for when it came to the office defense you knew pretty much what you were going to see but i think that the 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 unknown and the anticipation of what uh, all the new, not only the new coaching staff, but I think uh, Devonta Smith and all the, the first round the players in this draft bring. I think that's the main thing to look. Sure. Yeah. Uh, going back to you know one of your articles, uh, you know the deep ball. Uh, so yes. you you've written about the possibility of that being back in Philadelphia's offense. Talk about that, and is this something fans can expect in 2021? I think so, because. You look at the players that they have that can run it. You have Rager. You have Smith with his route running. And I think the main thing I really like is that they're going to – the emphasis on potentially running the ball more. Because a lot of times when you see a team that does a play action and they don't commit to it, 
especially that second layer, the linebacker's like, okay, yeah, okay, you did that for a show, but I'm not respecting the run. When you look at the Colts' offense the last couple of years, they're among the league leaders when it comes to running the ball, run percentage, run percentage as well, too. So when you have a team that's dedicated to running the ball, they're going to actually respect that play action. And given the players they have on the outside, if cornerbacks start getting peeking in and worry about is Jalen Hurts going to run? Who has a run? Who's running the ball? Sanders going to run? And then you have to worry about oh wait, we got speed on the outside and even in the middle when you have Watkins or even Goddard. I think that opens up a lot of big play potential. And you add the fact that you have the offensive line as well, too, is getting healthy. That right side line with Brandon Brooks and Johnson coming back healthy, if they remain healthy, they're going to give them time to be successful. And Hurts has the ability to move around the pocket, find the throwing lanes, the lane to see down the field and throw the ball. And I think it can be a really, really explosive play available for them. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of Miles Sanders disrespect lately. I don't I don't know if it's uh I mean there's a lot of Eagle players getting disrespected all the time by uh mainstream media. Um but I mean, you know, when I was reading your article, I was like, you know, you know, I feel like if they could just give him uh you know Miles Sanders some more touches, I mean the guy he rips off big gains all the time. Um I know staying healthy would be uh, muy importante, but I'm just saying, I feel like he has that ability to break out in a in a better way this year. Maybe yeah. a, can we get a thousand yards? Maybe is that what <laughs> to ask? I don't think I maybe 900. Maybe I think given that the core, the stable of running backs, they may have 900. Safe to say, and it's not a disrespect because it just means you have a lot of versatility. And you mentioned it; he has to stay healthy. And I and this is not a slight against him. If he's not a three-down back, I'm okay with that personally because you're keeping him fresher. You have a lot of guys who are still talented, and you prolong his career a little bit as well. So I'm not adverse for him not being a three-down back. I think he has the capability of bouncing back. I think he has that offensive line back so he can be a little bit better. Consistency is the key. And, and another thing when it comes to the passing game, I don't think we'll see a repeat of him dropping the ball like he did last year. He had issues – coming out the backfield, catching the ball, but I don't think you'll see a repeat of that. So Miles Sanders is going to have a bounce back here. He's not – I saw some of his rankings. I don't think – I think he's around the 15 to 25 range, somewhere in there, and that's not bad too, especially given the way this offense is going to operate. So he's a good player, potentially could be a great player if he continues to excel and continue to work at some other parts of his game, but he can be good. Now, Chris, I I don't think uh, uh, Miles Sanders would appreciate you talking behind his back. <laughs> hey man, so, uh, I'll, I'll see you in a couple. I'll see you in a, see you in twenty years, man. And, um, don't, don't feel bad, man. I'll, I'll, I'll still say it. I'll say what's up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris, one of the things we've been speculating for quite a few months now as a podcast uh, is kind of that Zach Hertz's time here in Philadelphia is coming to. Uh, it's end and uh, Merrill Reese uh, notoriously a couple weeks ago went on air and he said uh, something to that effect as well, saying that um, <laughs> whoever was interviewing him had a better chance of being on the Eagles roster than Zach Ertz does in a month. Um, what is your thoughts on this? Do you think that uh, Zach Ertz is going to be an Eagle for this next coming season? I think he's, I think it's the time has moved on. And I, I think personally, I think it has to happen before camp because the last thing the team needs to have is, have this issue lingering on into camp. I think it becomes a distraction. You look at, I know the Eagles are holding on to him, hoping they can get a, 
a high, a decent draft pick, but everybody in the league knows what's going on. So I think it's at this point you have to take what you can get and move on. I mean, that press conference he had after the season, he you you can see on his face like it's like he knew the inevitable was coming. And I know tight ends coach Jason Michaels said when we had our uh, availabilities with him that he's been in contact with him and he's been talking to him, but. That's, I think it's one of those, hey, how you feeling? Are you sure you want to come back? Like, come back. But I just get that sense that we've seen the last Zach Ertz in the Eagles uniform for the last time. And it's, it's a shame because he, he had a lot of marquee moments here with this franchise. I mean, the Super Bowl, he caught the touchdown to help him win it. And mm-hmm. it, it's rough to see, but it, it's, it's, never, I think for both the Eagles and for Ertz, I think uh, it's time to move on and time for a split. Yeah, I think that that may be coming. And now, uh, Tim Ru- get a quarterback too. Who knows? They free up the cast piece. Exactly. Hey, we're not. We're we're really not trying to get rid of Julie Ertz. Uh, I know our <laughs> guy Prime. He's a big fan of Julie Ertz. He doesn't want to see her see her go. But I mean, obviously, as fans, we love Zach Ertz and what he means to uh, this team and what he's done for the community. So it, it'll be tough to see him go. Uh, Tim Real, he asked. He said, of the free agents agency signings, who do you think will be the biggest contributor? Anthony Harris really oh. really really high on him especially if they go with the cover two cover three i think he's dynamic enough to be that ball hawking safety that could i mean i think he can be that guy and you include him on that back end i mean in the support role because we know i mean we've talked just now about the issues at cornerback but you get a guy who can help on support and i think he can help in the run game too coming down and I, him pair with Rodney McLeod could be really good. I think McLeod's the way he's been looking in his Instagram stories and this the social media of him running and moving around. I think he's going to be ready for game for game one. And if he is ha- having Harris by his side, I think that 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 defensive backfield, at least at the safety level, is going to be really good. So I, I was I would say Harris would be the one with Eric Wilson a close right. second. And you mentioned safeties. Uh, the the crowd is speaking. This is like the third Jacoby Stevens. I mean, there's a little hive developing of Jacoby Stevens stands. I mean, I I, I remember during it's not uh, like the Trayvon Grimes uh, hive that's not, that not built yet. up. <laughs> uh, but I know Jacoby Stevens mentioned about like playing uh, positionless basketball, and he, he kind of sees himself as, you know, he can play multiple positions. Is that something that you could see from Jacoby? Yeah, I see him as like a, the Will Parks one playing a big nickel. I think he's that versatile enough to do something like that. And he's a guy that's really, really intriguing because you see his speed, his coverage ability, and where you can place him on a defense. We can, now I think he's got the speed enough to even sneak in and, and help with some of that pass rush and, and some of those exotic blitzes. I see you can do a lot. He's very versatile. You can do a lot with him. And it, in a pinch, if there's another injury back there, you can still throw him a safety. I, I don't think he's going to be your – you're on a four three base. I don't think he's gonna be that linebacker. I just don't see him with that size. But given if you go in a cover three, even that shell or, or even a Tampa two look where you just have him as the lone middle backer in certain packages and he goes back into coverage, I think he can help him support in that. And so I think Jaco- Jacoby Stevens, if utilized right, if Gannon finds a way to utilize him right, he, he can be surprising. Now Todd from YouTube says, Do you think the Eagles make any moves before the season? And who might that be? The only move I could see, I mean, before Mullins, before Mullins was signed, because I thought they needed another cornerback, the only move I could see would be for another cornerback. And 
uh, my guy person, I think is Steven Nelson. I really, truly believe he's the right player for that. And I think his experience of playing the amount of zone that he played with the Steelers, the veteran aspect of that, and just adding him on the outside and moving Maddox into the slot. I think that overall, if that happens, if he signs there, that defense becomes exponentially better. But bar none, that defense becomes exponentially better. You have the defensive line, which I think is the strength of that defense, and the ability to get the pass rush. You just need, you just need a guy who's competent enough to cover on the outside against these guys, and they get Nelson. They get Nelson. I think that adds an additional win to their win total. Personally, I uh, know. I know. It's a rap song. Uh, X gonna give it to you. Uh, what about <laughs> What about Xavier Howard uh, from Miami? Uh, we have three. You know. Three potential ones. We have two. I mean, could could you see that? That would be like a out of the box type of trade. Like if they brought him in, I saw, you know, I saw um, him in um, Darius Slay going back and forth. He was <laughs> he was like he was he was bigging him up on Twitter. He's like, you don't know how hard it is uh, for the stuff he did last year. And um, would would that be a surprising trade? If that would they be brought very him surprising. In? I would see that more as a next offseason move before they make some other corresponding moves with given their cap situation, given the other stuff they have. I think that's more of a March move for 2022 if they would get that. And I would be all for that because I'd be all for that. If they don't, either you go next year, you either get Howard or you use one of those picks or trade a couple of those picks to move up to get one of the best corners in that draft. That's what I would do personally, but this offseason, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be able to do, but it, it would definitely be interesting, though. It, it'll, it'll make things camp even more of a, even more of a circus for sure. Like in the circus, I mean, like, wow, this happened. Well, wow, this happened. In this <laughs> ring, we have somebody else doing this way. Okay, yeah, but it'd be interesting. I hope you brought some water, man. Like you, you're out here talking. You're, you're doing your thing. <laughs> The, the people <laughs> you're the people you're the people's champ right now um aj has another question he says who is your wide receiver three going into training camp i'm going to give the benefit award just because he's the he's the veteran i'll give him the one going in there because okay you, you look at i know fogum's out and it's just a fogum and i i, I give it to war because he's proven he's reliable just because what you have right now you have i look at smith being your ex the guy who's is able to get off the line of scrimmage, press coverage, everything else. Okay, I look at Rager being a Z, the guy who's off coverage, who who who's off the line, who can run your go routes, run across the cross routes, and then I look for somebody in the middle who has experience of getting open, can recognize defenses, find the soft spots, and get that. And I think that's Ward still. And I think I wouldn't be. I really surprised if they if they use four wide receiver sets a lot because you have just the fact you have four of them. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised on that, but I think right now, given the way it's set up and who do you have at your top two spots, I would go award just for that fact. And I wouldn't discount seeing Fogum eventually. I mean, heck, you can put a Fogum on the outside. It's, so, it's so fun thinking about the combination. You put Fogum on the outside, Moose Smith inside, put Smith Rager on the inside. Yeah, because Rager said he's gonna play more in the slot. So put him on the outside with that. That's good too. I mean, as long as they're moving them around, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah. you know, you got to move Rager around. You got to get him quick touches early in the game. You know, the jet sweeps, the, you know, pre-snap motion, something I was crying about last year. Yeah. I was like, you know, you could even move him into the backfield if you want yeah. and, and move him into slot. I mean, that, 
he said he was like Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel coming out of the draft. I'm like, can we use him like such? You know what I mean? <laughs> Andy Reid had a blueprint. When you see, uh, and I love when he uses this, he has it's almost like the inverted full house backfield with the quarterback and the pistol look. And then, cause you can do so much out of that. You can shift out somewhere else. You can motion him any other way just to see what the defense is running. Then most zigzag him back on the opposite way. There's so much you can do with this. And I, I want to see how creative this offense can be getting, getting the ball into these guys' hands. Cause they're fast and you get them in there. Who knows what happens? So uh, Adam Michael Gibbs, he he, he was feeling uh, pretty saucy about what you had to say about Milton <laughs> Williams earlier. Um, do you think it's possible he could bust into the starting rotation in his rookie year? I think only if there's an injury. If Hargrave or Cox gets hurt, that's I think that's the only time he starts. Uh, six to eight sacks. That's that's it's ambitious. ambitious. <laughs> that's very ambitious. I, I, I'm happy if he got two sacks and is creating a lot of pressure up the middle to let the defensive ends get get theirs i'm all for that because i know he can play defensive end and he can get that he'd be part of a package where he is a, a big defensive line package and he has a spot mainly mainly on short yard situation but if he gets two three sacks a bunch of hurries and is able to make the quarterback uncomfortable in the pocket I, i'd be happy with that, especially That's for right. his rookie season for sure now we had a we had a question that was sent in um what game are you looking forward to covering the most this I'll give you a I'll give from a football standpoint I'm really intrigued by the Atlanta Falcons game that opening game because you have two rookie head coaches I really like Kyle Pitts and if he was if he fell to the Eagles I would have taken him but there's no way he's just that good of a talent and seeing I want to see that matchup of how Jonathan Gannon game plans for Kyle Pitts along with Calvin Ridley going against Matt, Matt Right, I just think I just look on that offense versus defense side. I say a lot personally. I mean, Vegas, I mean, that's there. That's, that's just interesting itself. Okay. It's, it's Vegas. Sure. But I think looking at from a football X's and O standpoint, I'm look, I'm really, I look at the Atlanta Falcons games the most. And then the first giants game, just to see, cause the giants are treating this like this, the Eagles, like this is their super bowl this year. And, and, and the hate's going back, the hate that they have and, and, and the mentions that keep going on Twitter about the Eagles, I think that's the, that's the second game I, I look forward to as well. You think you'll be able to make it down to a 4th and John tailgate? I might be able to stop by before, before <laughs> heading in there. Only the traffic, I might be able to stop by and say, hey. So hey, hey we, we, got, we, got, we got water. We got, uh, you know. Got whatever you need. Pachis, pachis <laughs> tomato food. pie. So. Oh, Fuel yeah, up before don't, you head into the stadium. We, 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 we don't want you getting <laughs> sauced up before the game. Oh, no, we'll do that. Hey. Definitely wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. no. Know, uh, Chris Franklin <laughs> is streaking on the 50. Nobody wants to that. Nobody wants to say. Let's see right now. Cross the board. Eagles reporter running around doing stupid stuff. Hey, is this what the NJ.com wants? No, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> Not today. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, you know, being a Eagles uh, beat reporter is hard enough. But I, I think in your past, you've done things uh, more difficult than covering the Eagles. I think this is more of a safe job for you because I think you've done things little bit more you've lived a little bit dangerously in your past uh here we go what is what is this all about hey everyone i'm about to go live on the nj.com facebook page to tell you what's going on here but to give you a sneak peek let me show you what's going on the beach. you see the brand coming out here 
when Chris was talking about gnarly waves, and uh, it, like I was like, oh, did you have an anchor attached to your ankle or something to keep you on the ground? <laughs> I should. I lost my. Uh, and a funny thing, that old head. I lost it twice before we were doing the Facebook Live, and and that was the tropical storm that passed through last year. That was that was. I think it was like a week or two before I joined the beat, and I was finishing up my finishing up the news, and then the tropical storm hit, and it was like, all right, we'll do this. That was, and this is gonna sound weird. I had a lot of fun doing that because yeah. when it comes to those weather stuff, I mean. I was down in Cape May for that big blizzard and walking around. That was fun. But that by far was, was a lot of fun. I mean, granted I had grains of sand in my beard for like the next like week trying to get it out. But, oh yeah. Good luck. That, that, storm was, <laughs> that was crazy. And I mean, there's tornadoes spawning down like short towns down the way we kept, got back in the cars. Like, Oh, another tornado spawn. Like, well, okay. Or no way this way. So it was, that storm was crazy. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would do it again if it <laughs> if it was things oh, like. Like, all I was like, how do you get man. that? Are you guys in the office? Like, uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Chris, you're gonna, you're going today. <laughs> like, how do you, how do you get you 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 get nominated for that, or you said just take that, that was my coverage area because for a time before I came over here, I was covering Cape May County, like basically the bottom four, four southernmost counties in Jersey. I was covering them, doing a local the local news for there, so. Going there's like hey, when they say hey the storm's coming up hey we want you to go down the storm I'm like okay yes please I'll do that like yeah. I, I like being those like being up close in the action times that when it was on the news side it was interesting because you get the true sense of the feeling you can convey it in your stories more and that 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 was a that I was mean a rough time. <laughs> I mean that's way cooler though than like a regular like uh cookie cutter type interview where you're out there on the street like you got the wind whipping and all that like that's a that's something that you add to your reel that's a cool little moment (laughs) it's it's just that last year just thinking about 2020 alone i covered when uh president trump came to cover a while with me i did that Mm -hmm. when covid hit did that when atlantic city was shut down did that when the the when the protests and social justice going through and I was in the middle of that it was just one after another after another and after another it was just craziness and I'm glad I'm more than like call it catching up like and you just sit there sometimes you think like wow all this happened in one year it's Whew, wild 2020 <laughs> is going to be its own class in future history class yeah this is going to be its <laughs> own class. I, mean, I mean you also forgot that uh Carson Wentz and oh, yeah, possibly uh, ben Simmons could be moved in the same year. I mean, that's kind of crazy. So craziness, everything that's happening is <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> it's, it's never say it's never boring. So I can say that definitely say that. it's never for boring. sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, it, I was I was just thinking about your you know your career. You know, it just in this short moment, like all the things that the first question I asked, it was just like one of those things. Like he is so he's seen so much in such a short time, and I'm like. He's gonna be uh telling these stories when you're like sixty. Uh, when I was your age, uh, <laughs> you know, I was I, I seen Ben Simmons and uh, Carson Wentz trade in the year. Uh, you know, I came from a car salesman and, and, and a phone cell phone salesman to all of a sudden right for coach and player to all of a sudden I saw Ben Simmons and he tried to shoot and he passed it up. It's been so much this this path this arc it took to his career has been crazy. It's, uh, it's just crazy and then now to see all this stuff happen up close is i always say reporters are custodians of history really are and to see all this stuff happening in philadelphia right now is it's keeping us busy but it's cool to be up front in person seeing all these stories and be able to convey what's going on and telling these stories it's 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 unique <laughs> 
definitely, man. Well, I mean, I mean, we really appreciate you stopping by and sharing uh, your experiences and, and giving the intel. Um, you know, you know, it's 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 uh it's great to hear from people that are on the inside and, and get the perspective that everyone, all the fans are dying to hear. Um, we're like two weeks out from camp. Uh, any any last words you want to leave with the fans before you uh, get out of here? Enjoy this time. I know you guys had a, it was a rough year last year. Enjoy this time coming in there for you guys. It, for even for us, it was weird not seeing fan. We had to limit it that little stretch where we had fans, but not seeing a full Lincoln financial field. It was really weird. I think having the fans in there adds an element to our stories. And you know, when you hear either is the cheers or the booze, you, you it adds to it, and you get that sense you feel, especially when it stuff's happening. So I'm looking forward to seeing all you guys back. Thank you guys. Thank you, Evan. Thank you for Gail for having me on and look forward to, to talking to you guys and talking to everybody else, either social media, out foregoing the games, any what have you, or any other thing. I look, always love, love talking football. So thank you guys and thank you guys for reading and watching this and everything else. Absolutely, yeah, man. man. Th- thank you for hopping on. I mean, uh, it was uh, we're talking about how you were, you know, in the beginning of uh, your covering players in the beginning of their budding careers and obviously you are just going up bro you're going up uh I, i'm excited to see uh where you go man thanks man likewise man it's, it's always fun seeing this i've seen seeing your pockets so being on here is really cool so thank you guys seriously right. thank you i mean hey if anytime i could you know interview a, a budding <laughs> um, new kid on the block r&b star man hey man <laughs> That's yeah. what it's all about. Oh man. gosh, uh, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try and get your autograph before we get out of here. I'll devaluate. Uh, I'll devalue the paper. Sorry, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for me and Evan, um, we just want to thank you so much you for man. being here, and uh, we will see you in the next. So hopefully, get some training. We're gonna we're gonna have you back uh, once training camp starts. I'd be I'd be happy to be on. Thank you guys very much. All right, man. And as always, uh, go birds and fly eagles. Fly. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.